there. Uh, I hope you had a I hope you had a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving, spending time with family and uh, eating a lot of turkey and dressing and sweet potato pie. I love my mama's sweet potato pie. Uh, my mom, my mother was with me this Thanksgiving, and so I got to have sweet potato pie uh, straight from the source. Normally, my wife fix it, uh, but this year. I got it from my mom. So I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. So what you guys, what, what, what I wonder what, I wonder what people, I wonder how people celebrate Thanksgiving, like different traditions and different, um, I guess different, yeah, different traditions. Uh, I know I, some people in my family don't celebrate Thanksgiving because, you know, um, of how the, the, the original settlers, stole the land from the Native Americans. And so uh, for that reason, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving. But I, you know, I tend to take holidays that were marked by something bad or pagan or whatever, and I make it my own. Like I celebrate what I want to celebrate. Like for Christmas, when Christmas comes, I know that's a, uh, it was originally a pagan holiday. I know Jesus was not born in the winter, right? Um, but it is a good time to be reminded of, that he was born. And uh, I don't have to get into the spirit of the Saturnalia. That's where it comes from. I don't have to get into that spirit, right? I can stay happy because to me, the, the, the holiday season is about happiness. And so uh, I can stay happy and thankful and not celebrate what they're celebrating. Like I don't have to give into the spirit of spending money just to um, celebrate the Christmas season. I love Christmas music. I like Christmas lights. I like giving gifts. But just because I choose to remember that my Savior was born during the Christmas season, even though he was not born in the Christmas season, I think that's okay. So anyway, maybe that was for somebody who who needed it. Um, so man, let me let me tell you about something that I discovered today. This was, this was, um, this was pretty amazing. <clears throat> this was, this was pretty, this was pretty eye-opening for me. Let me just say that. Okay. So here, so here's, so I was thinking about my son, uh, my youngest son. He's very expressive, you know, and, and, um, he has a tendency to hold things in, but when he does that, you know, trying to, he tries to do life and then. He'll explode, right? And I cannot remember if he's ever exploded with me. I know he has with his mom, and then he has to go back and apologize or whatever. I honestly can't remember if he's ever exploded with me. But I was just thinking, like, if he did, what would I do? And I, I said to myself, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would just, I would just take it. Like, I would let him, like, if he came to me, he was upset about, about his childhood, something that happened in his childhood. I don't know. I wasn't a perfect father. And something, and he, he, you know, he's upset about it. I would let him go off. Like I would not get on his level. I would not respond, would respond immaturely. Um, so yeah, I would just, you know, because I would recognize that he is in a space where he's not in his right mind. He's obviously speaking from a place of pain. I'm a human being. I understand how that is. And so, yeah, I'm not going to respond. But then... As I was, as I was processing that, I started to think. I started to think, 
man, why can't I do that with my wife? Like, like when she is having a, a human, a humanly flawed day, like all of us are human, all of us are flawed. So when she's acting like a flawed human and, uh, you know, saying something crazy or doing something crazy or whatever, why can't I just take it? Or, you know, why do I have to get upset? Why do I just, why don't, why can't I just take it? Like I said with my son and I thought about it for a minute and I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that. Like I couldn't come up with an answer. But then I thought about it in reverse and I said, well, what is the reason that you would not respond to Chris? And the answer came and the answer said, well, because I recognize I don't need anything from him. And then my subconscious said to my uh, (laughs) to my conscious mind, aha, aha. So did you get it? Like, so are you saying that I still need something from my wife? I still need her approver, uh, approval, validation, um, something. That's crazy because, you know, I thought I was over the whole people pleasing thing, but that's interesting. So if you want to know the reason why. You cannot hold your peace when someone's, someone is disrespecting you. It is because you need something from them. I think I'm going to do a whole show on this because I know me just saying that d- probably doesn't make sense to you. Me just saying that probably was like, what? What are you? What? I don't understand. But yeah, if and I knew that, like I knew that I knew that if you respond angrily to what someone says, it's because you need something from them. I knew that in general, but I didn't catch that in this situation until like that whole dialogue happened, happened in my head. And it was fascinating that I could do it with my son. And when I realized the reason that I could do it with my son is because I am at a, I don't need anything from him. Like I don't need him to like me. I don't need him to be okay with me. I don't need him to agree with me. I don't need him to, you know, say I'm a good father. I don't need him to, I don't need him, I don't need him for anything. Now, what I would like is different than what I need. I'd like him to say I'm a good father. I'd like him to, you know, like me, but I don't need it. But I could not say the same thing for my wife. To me, that's interesting, right? So um, you want to get to the place, and this is what I'm going to be working on. It's interesting that I may be the teacher, but I'm not like Jesus. So, like, I'm still growing with y'all, right? There are some areas I'm still growing in, too, right? But anyway, the, uh, um, you want to get to the place where um, you don't need anything from anybody. That's true freedom. You don't need their approval. You don't need their okay. You don't need their amen. You don't need their blessing. You don't need um, their validation, their approval. You don't need anything from them. Do not need anything from another human being that you are supposed to get yourself and you're supposed to add them to the, to it, right? They're not supposed, they're not supposed to be your substitute. So, um, yeah, if, 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 if you can't handle your wife being upset with you, that's a clue that, uh, you got some stuff to work on, right? That's a clue that you need something from her. You got to ask yourself, why do you need her to see you a certain way? Why do you need him 
to see you a certain way or respond to you a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. And then watch this, man. I had another, actually had another, another really in my mind, profound, I'm not going to say revelation. Um, I'm sure Darius could come up with a, with a good word that goes right here. I can't think of one right now, but, um, it was, it was a, it was, it was like a revelation for me. So let me just tell you what it was. I was sitting in my office. And so, you know, I talk about understanding a lot. I talk about, you know, um, if, if you don't understand your partner, then you guys can't create intimacy. You can't resolve conflict. You can't, you like, you can't grow. Understanding is necessary. As a matter of fact, without understanding, you don't see, I tell people, you don't see what you see. You don't know what you think you know. Right. So I was sitting in my office yesterday and I don't know where the thought came from, but I was thinking about love for some reason and it hit me. And this goes in the realm of understanding, like, you know, and I'll tie it all together for you. But what I realized Realization that maybe that's not a revelation, but a realization. What I realized is that people subconsciously believe that there are certain actions, specific actions that automatically come with love. Okay, I'm going to say that again. People believe that there are some specific automatic actions that come with love. So that means that in their minds, when someone says, I love you to them, they are going to act a certain way. Now, here's the thing. All of you may be agreeing with that. Well, yeah, but but you don't understand. That's not like. 30%, 40%, that's 100%. Like in your mind, and this is the problem because all of us have a different definition of what love is, but I'm going to come back to that. So in your mind, you believe that love has specific uh, automatic actions connected to it, right? That means it's going to act a certain way. But you, in in your subconscious mind, it believes love is going to act that way 100%, meaning everything that you understand about love is the only thing you're going to be looking for. And it's the only thing that will speak love to you. Man, that's good, right? Man, look, let me look here. Let me tell you something. Cause I didn't even think about that part yesterday. Right. So I'm kind of working this thought out with y'all. Right. But if, if when you say you love me, I automatically believe that there are specific automatic actions that go with that. You're going to act a certain way, but I'm telling you. So the lens that I looked at, looked through as far as my love lens, the only thing that I can see, the only thing I can see is what I have already predetermined is love. So then if I've determined long before I met you that cleaning the house for me is love, then that's what I'm looking at. If I've determined that kissing me goodbye in the morning is love and not kissing me is not, then that's all I'm going to see 
So the things that you do on the outside of how I see love don't get in. That's, man, that's why we misunderstand each other so much. That's why people say, you don't appreciate me. You don't see what I'm doing because you're right. I don't see what you're doing, actually. Now, let me say this. Everything is not specific, right? So so let's say your partner does something that is um, kind or let's, let's say they go out of their way. And that's I just gave it away. Actually, that's the thing. So they go out of their, out of their way and they buy you something. Right. It's not it's not the buying that goes into your love meter. Like like maybe just buying gifts. Maybe that never communicates love to you. So them going to buy that buy that thing. That's not what communicated love to you. Right. But the fact that they had to drive out of town to get you a gift I mean they sacrificed. So you may have on your love, uh, I need to come up with a name for this too, but on your love, because I can't say love map, right? That would make more sense, but John Gottman's love map don't even have anything to do with a map in my mind. Anyway, uh, your love description, but that's good right now. Your love description includes sacrifice. It doesn't include um, gift giving. And so that's going to be seen as love to you, for, for you. So what I'm saying is not everything is specific on in your in your love description envelope but vague or not you can only see what's in your envelope so then that means that uh the work of marriage is to grow to learn and understand how your partner understands love and teach them how you understand love so you guys can exchange. But here's the thing. Can I take it to another level? I believe the next level of maturity is this. We exchange love envelopes and we try to get to know each other's, you know, the way we understand love. And so we can do that for each other. But we also are mature enough to recognize how they love. And so when they do things that's in their envelope instead of my envelope, I don't completely dismiss it because I understand that it's coming from a love place. Right? So how do we apply, apply that to God? I, so, and, and, and this is kind of how I, I kind of how I got here also too, because, you know, like I said before, God doesn't speak our love language and God is the one that tells us greater love than greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for a friend. And so because he laid down his life for us, um, that's the greatest love. But I mean, he defined it, but he's God. <laughs> like he's the defiant. He's the definer. So it's like <laughs> what you, what you going to do? So um, but so do you know, then that means honestly you really can't tell, you really can't determine, you cannot decide yourself if someone else is being loving in their situation or if it's your partner being loving to you. Now, you can tell if it feels loving to you because the only way that it feels loving is if it comes through your love filter, which is influence or not influence, which is 
you know, based on your love description that's in your subconscious. But um, I forgot I, what was I what was I, 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 uh, I forgot what I was going to say. So anyway, your uh, your love your love your understanding of love is going to be based on your description. So you cannot tell someone else if they're not so so for example if a man is washing his wife's car every weekend you cannot say that 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 he's not operating in love just because you believe that's something that's frivolous so then who def- so so that so so now my next question that I need to process is who then defines love does the giver or the receiver? Now, don't answer that too fast because, you know, if you answer it too fast, you're just going based on what you've already been thinking. But think about it. Like, who determines what love is? The giver or the receiver? Uh, man, as I was going to say the receiver. But then that don't line up with scripture and what God did. I did not determine that him dying for me was love. He did. I did not determine everything that he does for me is love. He did. So he's the giver. So maybe the giver decides. Maybe the giver determines or defines what love is. But because love is not selfish. I do give based on your needs. So love is defined by me when I meet your needs. That's what it, that's what it looks like to me. So that also means if you are an alcoholic, if you're my spouse and you're an alcoholic, and I'm on my way home and you ask me to stop and get you a six-pack of beer, because I love you, I want what's best for you, I'm going to tell you no you may not determine that that is love, but it is love. Now, here's so here's the thing. If one person says it's not love and one person says it is, what does it matter? Well, you can try to keep score in your marriage. That's, you're going to hurt yourself. But ultimately, God is the scorekeeper, if there's a scorekeeper. So, 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 and when I say scorekeeper, I'm not talking about you guys competing against each other. I'm talking about he keeps your score of how many love deposits you make into your spouse. Right. So, so, so when you make a love deposit, your spouse may not recognize that it's love. Your spouse may not feel like, oh, he or she just loved me. But if it's love, God marks it down. You get You get a score for that. Um, because, and you know what backs that up? God says, um, uh, the Bible says God loves a chill forgiver, right? That's about, you know, whoever sows, uh, sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Um, and then that, and then later on he says, you know, for God loves a chill forgiver. And I think if I'm not mistaken in that whole passage, Paul is saying, basically don't give out a don't give out a coercion and like, don't feel forced. God's not going to receive that. Which tells me then love is determined by the giver because the reason he's not, the reason Jesus is not receiving that gift because it's not a love gift. 
is not coming from love. Now, Jesus knows that because he's the scorekeeper. Right. But OK, so love is determined by the giver, but it's not just whatever the giver wants to give. The giver gives based on what the receiver needs. So what the receiver needs doesn't determine what love is, what the giver gives does, but the giver gives based on the needs. I like that. That's good. So, yeah, I had that revelation um, yesterday. And um, going back to the original revelation of, you know, people have in their mind what love looks like. That's that's so interesting to me because it's the reason it's the only reason. Think about this. That is the only reason that anybody can say. You said you love me, but you didn't do such and such for me. The only way you can say that is if what I just said is true. And it is because and I believe it's universal, every human being. And but here's the problem. Every human being has a definition of love and believe that, you know, um, certain things, actions, certain specific actions automatically come with it. But not every, but everyone has, has a yeah, different definition. So that means all the actions are going to be different. Right. So. You say you love me. But you don't want to spend no time with me. I'm going to question that love. Now, like I just said before, just because I question it don't mean it's not love. Maybe I need to mature to understand love as well. Right. But I'm just saying. If you don't spend any time with me. I'm going to conclude you're not loving me. And yes, that's what I'm saying. So that's the point I'm making. I can be completely wrong, but I'm basing it based on what I think love is. So people get into relationships. Here's where I'm going. They get into relationships and they get married. And because they're not being treated the way that they have determined someone who loves them should be treating them. They determine, man, this is so good. They determine the person does not love them because they have not taken the time. Y'all ain't been married long enough. They have not taken the time to get to know their partner, to understand how their partner gives love so they can understand when their partner is trying to give them love until their partner learns how to meet their needs and give them love in a way they can understand it more times than not. Man, that's good to me. You know, um, that's everybody. I mean, that's everybody on the planet, but that's definitely, you know, obviously everyone in my business. You don't understand. You don't understand love. You don't understand that. So, I know I could get a good debate out of this. There are not universal behaviors that go with love. Now, there's universal concepts like giving, right? You can give without loving, but you cannot love without giving. But what you give is not universal. You may think, you know, spending time with someone, oh, that's love. Maybe, right? Uh, going out of your way for them. Maybe it depends on who's loving and who's being loved. Seriously. But I, that's why I say I know I can get a good debate out of this because I'm sure most people think, 
oh, that's so loving. He bought her flowers, you know, and we say romantic, but we still, we, what, what we really mean is loving. He's showing her love. He bought her a brand new car. How you know that was love and not control? How you know that was love and not manipulation? How you know that was love and not codependence? Wow. Right? So, so you got to, you need to determine what love is for you. Get out of other folks' business because, like, yeah. man, that man, that's, I, I, when I'm, I'm going to um, put pen to paper and, and write some of this down because I think it's pretty profound. It's profound, not because I discovered something new, but it's profound because, um, I have never heard anyone talk about it. I've never heard anyone mention it. And it, it is so obvious to me. And maybe because I'm always talking about the, the um, you know, understanding stuff. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty powerful to me. Because it, 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 it drives home the point that you have to spend the time to get to know your partner or you are going to misunderstand them without question. There's no way around it. And especially for my clients who just got married, I have, I have a lot of clients who've been married less than five years and they are in serious trouble. And I can tell you not all of it is because, well, let me say not all of it is because it's rooted in them treating each other bad. Like it has grown to them treating each other bad, but that treating each other bad is really just symptoms of them misunderstanding how their partner loves. I'm telling you, I bet you, I bet you watch when I get in the office next week, I'm going to start addressing this and, and I'm going to see how many walls get knocked down. If people are willing to walk in humility, you know, now if they're intent on walking in pride, then kind of won't matter. Cause you know, folk going to deny whatever. But if they're going to walk in humility, I want to see how many walls are going to come down. Man, that's good. I, I, that's that's good. I'm thinking about some clients right now that that man is going to benefit from this if they receive it. Receive it. I'm, I'm going to find a way uh, to describe it in a way where they can really where it can be really practical where you can apply it. But. Yeah, we all we all expect certain behaviors and we and we we think it's automatic. Right. Right. And then the people that are married who don't speak up for themselves. Oh, my goodness. They're miserable because they don't understand love. Right. Like the way I just described it. And then they're not speaking up for themselves. So that means they're making up the, the beliefs in their own mind. And so as they make up the beliefs in their mind, it's like, he don't love me. She don't love me because if she did, blah, 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 blah. And you know it's true because you keep seeing the behavior and you wouldn't do them like that. My goodness. The only people who won't be able to see this, I'm telling you, are prideful people. So, so um, disagree with it if you want. But if you cannot see what I'm saying... And if you cannot see that it is truth, you, my friend, are walking in pride. Because there's 
the only way to see this is in humility. The only way to recognize, like just like the fact that how I, how I determine what love is, it's how I see the whole world. It's how I determine who likes me and who don't. So if you talk to me a lot, to me, that feels like love. That's why, man, that's why you can probably talk to me for a long enough time and then just trick me out of my money or, you know, you know, like swindle me or whatever, because my guard is down. Why? Because I've attached love to that. So what does that mean? That means I got to undo that. That's a booby trap. I don't I don't want no more Satan's booby traps. So I just saw that one. I'm going to undo that one. But, man, that's so interesting. Yeah. So. You, you got to know, you got to know, you got to know what love is. And here's the thing. And when I said, you know, there are no universal signs of what love is. The only universal signs are the ones that the creator of love um, says there are. And I shouldn't say the creator of love because God has no creator. And the Bible says that God is love. It's the characteristic that he that it says who he is. It doesn't say God has love like he has all power. He has omniscience like he has all knowledge. You know, he has wisdom. He has kindness. But the Bible says he is love. And so, um, you know, but we got to go to love then, the love originator, God. He's the only one that can. T- so, so, so we have one universal behavior that says love. If a man lay down his life for his friend. Now, God didn't give any caveats for that. I don't see any. Well, you know what? There are none because you are not going to die for someone else. Selfishly, that, that, you can't do that. Like, like, that's impossible. The fact that you are giving up your life, you're giving up the ultimate for someone else. So people can say, oh, man, he really, like, that don't make sense. So, yeah. So, yeah. Lay down your life for a friend. That's the only, uh, that's the only one I can think of. Um, that's, that's the only one I could think of that's universal outside of that. What is love? Now I'll tell you what, not the, you know, the definition of love is sacrificially meeting the needs of the receiver of love, it, you know, meeting their needs. It's for their benefit. Love is for meeting emotional needs to help us humans thrive, to be supportive, to be, you know, a unit to, to, to be fruitful and multiply. Um, but we have made so many different things mean love, you know, how you touch me, how you look at me, what you buy for me, how much attention you give me, uh, the way you make love to me, right? What kind of car you buy me or what you do for my birthday? All of these things we have said, we've determined, we've made the, the rearrangement and say, this is love. God didn't say that. God did not say that, man, that's, 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 that's something. If the world would grasp what I'm saying, (laughs) but I'm just, I'm just a little old voice crying in the wilderness, not just a voice crying in the wilderness. I'm about, I'm I'm, I'm about out here in in, in the corner, in the woods where, you know, folk don't nobody know me, but, but, but that's a word. That's a thought. And yeah. Uh, it's in my book. I already, I already put it in the book. I already, you know, so 
I've already uh yeah, that's in, it's in the book already. Uh not all of it because I just worked some of it out here on the air, but a, a lot the concept is. So I'm gonna finish working on that. But anyway, well let me let me get let you guys get on with your Thanksgiving evening. Uh I'm gonna go get me some more sweet potato pie, which I know I should not. Uh, but I got, you know, I, I have to finish the pie because me and my wife have agreed to do um, a sugar fast starting December the 1st, right? December 1st. And uh, we're taking baby steps, right? I'm not going to even front. I'm not trying to act like I'm some kind of, you know, mega anything. Obviously, I just said I'm in the backwoods and, you know, don't mind it. no one knows me. But um, we're going to fast for 15 days. We're going to fast sugar 15 days. No sodas, no candy, no chips, you know, all that stuff. For me, no no um, breads. I'm going to try not to do rice, but, yeah, just no sugar for 15 days. We chose 15 because 15 is our number. You know, 15 is our number. And, you know, I don't talk about my wife a lot on, uh, you know, just like personally. I'll give examples about, examples about things that we may have talked about or went through or whatever, but... Uh, let me tell you this real quick fact before I let you guys go. So me and my wife, we met face to face for the first time, January 15th. Um, what year was that? That was, um, I want to say 2014, maybe. No, no, couldn't have been. That's, no, not 14, sir. What is, that don't make sense. 2012, I believe. So we became Facebook friends 2010, but she was one of those Facebook friends. I was back at the time when, you know, you just, well, I did just accept folk, you know, friends. Okay, great. And she was pretty. I'm like, yeah, we could be friends. Cool. Um, we never became more than Facebook friends. Matter of fact, she never even really posted much um, back then. She don't post at all now. So don't go looking for her. Trust me. She won't. The last post probably 2017. <laughs> anyway, get off my wife. So. Uh, so that was 2012, January. No, couldn't have been January. Had to be, had to been January, ele- January 2011, 2011, January 15th, 2011. Um, I met, I met her face to face. Okay, um, we didn't go on a date or anything. She just, she stranger came to my house, gave me some uh, food because I was sick. I posted on Facebook. I'll bring it. Bam, she brought it. Okay, so we first met January 15th. Um, I ended up getting married, right? Uh, so like me and my wife, my current wife, we had never dated, never anything. After we met that one time, we never saw each other again. We talked maybe a couple of times on the phone. She asked me something about her sons or whatever, but we never really talked. So um, I need to talk to my wife about that too. I just had a thought interesting <laughs> so uh, I get married I get divorced my divorce uh, I'll come back to that part so uh, my birthday is June 15th my wife's birthday is September 15th so we met on January 15th my birthday is June 15th her birthday is uh, September 15th our birth months our birth months oh, you know what I'm trying to say Six plus nine equals 15. Interesting, huh? It gets better. Uh, The day my divorce was final was on the 15th. Interesting, ain't it? 
And this is just a bonus. It's not really connected to us, but my son reminded me that his birthday is on the 15th. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, so 15 is our 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 favorite number. I would say lucky number. We're believers. We don't believe in luck. We believe in the blood. But um, yeah, it's our favorite number. So that's why my license place has a 15 in it. And yeah. So anyway, just a fun fact about me and my wife. Hey, I hope you guys had a happy Thanksgiving and thank you for hanging out with me for a little while. I will see you. Well, I won't see you, but hopefully. Um, oh, listen, uh, depending on when you hear this for the next three days, I am going to be recording live a uh, a live course that I've created, a communication course called Can We Talk? I'm going to record it live on. So I'll be on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And yeah, that's it. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And um, for the next three days, three days at one o'clock, I'm recording this course. It's a real course that I create. I'm recording it and then I'm going to sell it. But if you watch it live, you watch it for free. How cool is that? Right. So uh, that's what I'm encouraging you to do. You to do watch it live and then um, you get to watch it for free. So anyway. All right, you guys take care. And as always, I pray God's most ridiculous blessings over your life.